Beetlejuice. 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 It's showtime. Welcome to the Beetlejuice Minute, where we discuss Tim Burton's Beetlejuice minute by minute. I'm your host, Julianne Fay, actress and owner of CinemaBliss.com, and my co-host today is Barry Rathbun. I am not an actress. I am more involved in the sound part of making movies. It's a brand new week, and I'd like to just give a shout out to Pete the Retailer and Alex Robinson over at the Star Wars Minute for giving us the idea to do the Beetlejuice Minute. So if you haven't checked them out yet, check out StarWarsMinute.com. Now, this week we also have a brand new special guest, and his name is Anthony Jackson. It's Phillips. Oh, wait. He has one of those special actor names. It's Anthony Phillips. Hi, Anthony. Hi. Brand new? Aren't I, like, recycled? Well, he's recycled. New for, you're new for the week. Well, you're new, new for, for the week, week yeah. Okay. I just, I'm like, sheets, you're changing me out. Yes. Okay. <laughs> just joking. Um, okay, then. Anything interesting going on in your life uh, these days, Anthony? Uh, the movie that I was in that I filmed uh, a couple summers ago just came out called The Hollow. The Hollow 2016. Not to be confused with the horror film from 2015. And I've seen it. Barry and I, we've all seen it. Yes, we have. And I must say that you have um, quite the comedic moment in a convenience store. Thank you. Thank you. I think the, the convenience store did most of the comedy for me, but it was a good scene. I enjoyed it. All right. Well, moving right along to minute number 21. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe we're on minute 21? Yes. So minute 21 starts with a sandworm sighting. Uh, then the Maitlands kind of make it back indoors. I don't want to get too detailed because we'll be talking about that. Uh, to the dinner table with the Dietzes complaining about their food. Who wants to start? Okay. The sandworm is is very Dune heavy influenced. It's even in the script. It says uh, something that could be right out of Dune and it's kind of interesting because when it rears its head up and whatnot, it has like that big organ. It kind of sounds a little bit like the Toto score from Dune but that could just be you know Danny Elfman playing around with it. But I do love the uh, she adopts the the princess bride bop it on the nose to make the big giant thing go away. <laughs> and it doesn't really, yeah, it doesn't seem to work. And the big giant thing has what looks like a Jaws shark fin on it. How many worms do you know that have a big Jaws shark fin? You mean how many space worms? Yes, yeah, space worms. It's a space worm with a shark fin. I don't know. Maybe it's something about the atmosphere on Saturn. How many worms well, not do you know anyway? How many worms do I know personally? Correct. Well, that depends on how many ex-boyfriends you want to ask. Oh, but oh, a but I'm bummed. Shame. Snap. <laughs> Hope they're not listening. The, the worm is the Beetlejuice. The Beetlejuice is the worm. I know. We got stripes, black and white stripies. He does. In the script, it's just a, a random denizen of the, of the moon. It's not supposed right. to be Beetlejuice, but then later on... Oops. I wasn't meaning it literally. I was meaning it as a reference to, you know, the worm is the spice. The spice is the worm. Just saying. Ooh, nice comeback. Just saying. <laughs> My love... thing about the worm is a double-headed worm. Uh, so the question is, is there a baby that is still symbiotically attached to the inside of this worm? And that's why when it opens its mouth, a little baby mouth comes well... in. Or I also have another theory that actually that's an outer shell and these worms they go once they die they they get hard and then new worms come in and they like take over the shell like a hermit crab you know kind of like the deceased the whole you know recycling right. of the deceased kind of thing 
Well, see, I, I was thinking that maybe it might be something along the lines of Tim Burton just gave a shout out to some of his favorite movies. So the Fen from Jaws, of course, uh-huh. the Mouth Within the Mouth from Aliens, Alien. oh. and then Dune with the whole sandworm thing in the first place. And then maybe even Princess Bride with her bopping it on the nose because it does come out of the water like the Shrieking Eel. Oh, <laughs> yes, it does. So, Ooh, a Shrieking Eel reference. I so like that. I was thinking maybe he was just referencing other movies he liked, maybe. Because, I mean, they were all before. They were all pre-Beetlejuice. So. Why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's certainly old enough to have seen them all. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, I, I also find it funny that the thing she's most worried about, not, you know, that she's on a whole different planet that's an entirely different universe, but she's worrying about getting all yellow. Because that's the first thing I think of when I'm like, oh, I'm on a planet that might be alien and, and dangerous to me. Oh, no, I'm getting dirty. <laughs> I'd worry about being able to breathe, but apparently that wasn't an issue. So. It's a girl thing. And what if <laughs> the yellow hair? stuff is toxic? You know, it could be toxic yellow. Uh, As I opposed guess. to non-toxic yellow. That's a pretty hideous yellow color, yeah. <laughs> Tracking yellow all in the house. Mm. And I thought I caught a continuity error here, but mm. maybe not. Because... Um, when they run back in, it's like there's a little shed area or something before they get into the kitchen. And yes, I there could is. have sworn that Jane, when she pops her head in earlier in an earlier minute, she's standing outside on the porch. I actually went back and looked because yeah. uh, a, a little later on this week, something happens. And we're like, wait a second, what is the geography of this house? And yes, I went back and looked. There is like a little sort of shed. Uh, stairway leading into the kitchen because Aww. the kitchen is not on the first floor. Oh. I actually, I had to go back and look at this because I was really confused about the geography of this place. The kitchen is actually, there's stairs upwards to get there. So yeah, there's like a little alcove thing that you get okay. into before. But so it's not it fully upstairs either, is it? Isn't it like a little half stairs? Yeah. Like a little another. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Because but everything's it is not twisted on... in this movie. Exactly. So <laughs> it is not house. on the ground floor. Okay, so it's not a continuity error. And you actually—I could have sworn Jane was outside, though. But well, she was outside, but I she wasn't we... on the floor floor. And okay. I don't know if it's if if that's a byproduct because the door that they get into is actually floating. But I don't know if that's just because it's floating because different dimensions, or if it's supposed to be you know physically relative to the ground of the planet. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Any thoughts on the dinner table discussion? The deetses are having. I, I she's wearing gloves on her head. That's what I was going to say. I kind of <laughs> want to know why she's wearing black latex gloves on her head, but the thing are they was, latex? Oh, I thought they were like well, maybe they are. Oh, the gloves that she they had. just look like woven into her bonnet <laughs> thing. I was just like, what the heck? Well, because later on you'll see she repurposes things. Like right. she'll she'll use one of she does, Charles's yeah. things later, so it's it's just one of her little artistic shticks. There's a part of me that that secretly thinks that secretly she's looking forward to going to the small town Goodwill so she can repurpose all kinds of things, but she would never she'd rather die right. than admit it because right. she's from New York. Like she wants right. to bring her genius to the small town. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. Maybe. And griping about Szechuan versus Cantonese food. In the script they also have her complaining that it's not Hunan. I'm surprised they have Cantonese food in that teeny, tiny, tiny little hamlet anyway. Wow. Shoot, we don't even Cantonese food. We've got 100,000 people here. <laughs> well, I think you probably do. You probably just don't distinguish the differences because... Chinese is Chinese, yeah. That's a good point. It's I not mean, quite as separated out. Yeah, there's... I mean, as far as languages go, there's only two, but we don't ever call them what they are. It's Cantonese, and then there's Mandarin. Mm-hmm. And most of it gets just lumped into Chinese. Yep. Right. And the food here mostly is Americanized anyway, so right. her complaining is really kind of irrelevant in the first place. It's just something to 
complain about. And also you get a, a glimpse of, you know, the, the health scares with the whole MSG having a stroke comment right. from Lydia. Right. <laughs> Lydia's still my Back favorite, when we were, just saying. When we were all worried about MSG. Did you have a thought about Lydia's wardrobe earlier? I have a thought about where she's, why she's wearing a black veil. Oh. I think she's, she, in, she's in mourning. For who? Me, because I'm not there. But a being. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Well, I think that wraps up Minute 21. We'll uh, join us tomorrow for Minute 22. Bye. Bye. Until next time, save us some popcorn, and we'll see you soon at the Beetlejuice Minute.